0: Let's start from, uh, on the new books, it's at Gimel, middle of the page, V'zehu Tachlitz Sakavana. and with regards to the old books, it's probably about 12 lines from the bottom of Chavdalid, where it says V'zehu Tachlit Sakavana. okay? So we are dealing with here the distinction of the love of Bechol Meyodecha versus Bechol Lubavcha, Bechol Nafshecha, and what we ended up yesterday in discussing was the idea that in fact the, the nefesh Bahamias and the goof, as much as they are a blocker for our relationship to Hashem in fact they have the potential to uh, project us to a place that we would not be able to reach had we not had that blocker. That's basically the idea. In other words We gave the example of a a stream that a stream that's trickling along Right. will just continue to trickle on forever However, if you put a somewhat of a dam there the energy behind the dam winds up building up and building up and building up and building up Until the point that it just is able to just break through with such an intensity with such a force that it winds up jumping forward in such a way that it would have never, ever done had the dam not been there. In the same way here, our, our souls, right, as we explained uh, in yesterday's class with the idea of amida, with the idea of standing, that even though we have to say that on the one hand, it doesn't mean that they're not moving at all when their soul is in Gan Eden or the soul is in the upper spiritual world, so they, because we say that they're constantly moving, they're constantly developing. However, what we did say is that we're moving in a step-by-step process upstairs uh, in the spiritual worlds. However, because of the body and because of the nefesh of which is acting as a block, that enables us to be able to to recognize how far away we are, in fact, from Hashem, and how the body is constantly causing us to go after things that, lavdafka, we should necessarily be wanting to go after, and through that it forces us, it pushes us to a point that we're able to make a quantum leap forward in terms of our Vodas Hashem to the point of to the point of that I'm just giving myself over, my soul over completely to the as opposed to this like step-by-step process. And that's what we were talking about yesterday. So, uh, let's see... Okay, let's take a running start. We did this yesterday, but we'll start again from this point. This is the ultimate point of the descent of the soul into the body. That the ultimate point is to be able to reach this level, this idea of rotsa, this idea of wanting to just drive forward in a way that the soul just wants the eibishter. That's it. And when we're saying, remember what we're talking about here. We're talking about not not coming from a portion of the of the soul, you know, the portion that's, so to speak, in the body, much more from the essence of who I am. And because it's coming from the essence of who I am, it wants to cleave to the essence of Hashem. That's the difference here. The soul, the way it is above, right that the idea is that when the soul is above it's in a state of standing in front of the abister now what does that mean the state of standing that the idea of standing is this idea of being bitol, being nullified it's in a state of bitol, namely in a state of loving hashem fearing hashem Right, all the things it needs to that it wants to be because it is it is experiencing Hashem. It has Hasaga's Hashem. It's recognizing, it's grasping, it's seeing what's going on over there. Like we said yesterday. That the love up there is no comparison to the love that we have in this world, because up there it's mamish able to recognize Hashem. And when you're able to recognize Hashem, it's not like this imagination, it's not this visualization, it's not this perception, it's in front of you, right? Like it says here. Because the Hasaga that it is experiencing is a completely different Hasaga, Saga meaning a intellectual reaching towards and grasping, right? Of Hashem is completely different from what I'm having here. In this world, what do I have? I have, Baruch Hashem, I have Hasidis. And I'm able to learn about Hashem and I'm able to learn about how Hashem is filling the world and how Hashem is creating the world and how Hashem is interacting with the world and how my Shama is and everything like that. But it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an experience that I'm trying to develop within myself based on my learning, based on my understanding, based on my experiences, based on my, uh, what I'm seeing in the world around me. But it's not a way that I'm experiencing the Eibishter that I'm seeing Hashem. When I walk down uh, the street in you know, in New York, I'm not seeing Hashem all around me. But in fact, a, a neshama that's in the world of uh, of Asiyah, even Asiyah the Ruchni, right? the spiritual level of Asiyah, which is the lowest of the levels, right? they would be able to see the Eibishter. That's what happens when they're walking around up there. I don't know exactly if they're walking. I don't know what they're doing up there. But the bottom line is that, that that's that's something that they see. Because the Hasaga that's taking place upstairs is a Hasaga that is to the Hasaga that we have down here. The Hasaga in Gan Eden is that they're mamish experiencing the Eivishter. That's what they're experiencing. That's what they're seeing. That's 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 what they're, you know, so to speak, seeing with your own two, two eyes. So automatically, by definition then, The Ava and Yira that is going to take place is a totally different Ava Yira than Ava Yira, as much as we could get down here. And this is what we were talking about at the end of yesterday's class, right? Nevertheless, despite the fact that they are comprehending, that Neshama is comprehending, Hashem, nevertheless, it's still called an Amida. That's all it's called. An Amida means a standing still so now he asks immediately a question on this what do you mean it's a standing still so he says wait a minute we also have aliyahs over there as well, so how could you say it's a standing still, standing still implies that there is no aliyah, there is no development there is no movement, there is no right. it means standing still nevertheless it's in a seder of gvul it's in a seder of limitation it's in a Seder of, there's a boundary around. Gvul literally means a, a boundary. There's a boundary around where it could go to. As much as it's moving, it's a limited moving. It's a step-by-step process in a very limited way. And now he, contra- he compares it to Ilva'al. Meaning what? Even though we have to say that, of course, and um, we're going to, uh, again, il is not defined as cause and effect. However, many people do define it as cause and effect, and we will do use it for this purpose, right? There are many reasons why cause and effect is not the perfect translation for it, but I, 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 it's not important for us right now. What is important for us right now is what we're saying is that just like we have with an Ila that when you look at the A'alul, you recognize where the Ila is... That caused this owl to happen when you look at the ila, you recognize where's the owl from this ila. in other words, the whole idea remember my my example that I always give is uh for example that that like you go to the airport and you see an older man uh, and a younger man that are hugging the younger man has a suitcase in his hands, and you see them hugging each other and being so happy to see each other that's the only picture that you see, but from that picture, you could can, you can you know, connect in your own mind what happened before and what ha- what's going to happen after, right? In other words, what happened before is that this is the guy's uh, father, whatever, depending on how old he is, maybe grandfather, that's meeting him at the airport that he came to visit him. And they're meeting each other after a certain period of time they haven't seen each other. They're very happy to see each other. And what's going to happen from here on is probably they're going to go and walk back to the, to the uh, father's car and they're going to drive home, right? Now, what you're able to see is a step-by-step process that's taking place here. Step one, step two, step three, like that. So even though the ila, so the ila, the cause is before the is coming above the al. And you have to go back. You can constantly go back. The ila above this is really the al of the ila above it, and the ila above it is the al of the ila before it, and it just keeps on going up and up and up that's the key point the key point is is that each of these steps in this whole pattern is really the other one right? it's it's right next to it it's connected to it you can see the step by step process it makes sense how it works like in this way right I'm sorry, Maha'liam, illa, ze Beze, ein be'bechin is believable. And therefore, if you take a step from step three to step four, from step four to step five, from step five to step six, they are all within a Erech to the other. They're all a one step removed from the other. And therefore it's a very easy step. Like you're walking up a flight of steps, one after the other, after the other. Yeah? That's what's known as ghvul. That's what's known as limitation, because you're not jumping from one extreme to the other. You're stepping a step, a step, a step, a step, a step like that. And that's why it's called In other words, aimdim does not mean does not mean that they're not moving at all. They are moving. We know that in every single day in Ghana Eden, right, there are many different Elevations that are taking place to the nishamas that are there. It is happening. But the the movement is a movement of gvul, it's a movement of limitation, it's a movement of step-by-step process. When you learn one plus one is equal to two, then you could learn two minus one is equal to one. And if you learn that, you could learn two times. Two is four. And you can learn that then you can go from there to the next division, you know, two div- four divided by two is two. Each one of these things is one step built upon another, built upon another, built in upon another, built upon another, and you can move in that manner. What we're talking about here is that as much as there is that element of movement that's taking place, nevertheless, it's not, it's not in a way that you're breaking out of where you are you're always just taking one further step, one further step, one further step. It has to be, what we're talking about here with regard to Bechol Mi'odecha, is there's a dramatic jump that's going to take place. That's going to burst you to a completely different place. Right? Like the famous story of Rabbi Elizabeth ben right? That was like this, this crazy, you know, not crazy, but the, this person that was involved in all different types of things that we shouldn't be involved in. And Right? He was on, so to speak, the lowest level. And from there, right, he did this tshuva that, is, that, is, that his neshama right, just jumped out of his body because he couldn't handle it. It was like such an extreme jump. So how do you go to the point that when his neshama left his body, there was a boss call that came out from Shemaim and says, Rebbe, right? Rabbi Rabbi Elisabeth is derdaya. How could it be? The guy was, 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 was doing all the worst things in the world. The Etz and the kudahir here is what? Because he was able to reach a place within himself that he made this quantum leap that he went from one extreme to the other extreme. That, ex- that movement can only happen in this world. That movement can only happen here, right here, right now, through our Avodah in this world. And the reason why it's able to happen is because Dafka, because we have a Nefesh of and we have a body. <coughs> that is blocking over the natural flow of my Nefesh al-ukis. And by using that, right, as extreme as it may sound, a person could catapult himself into a level that he never even thought that he could reach. So let's see it inside. We're talking about the movement upstairs in Gan Eden and the movement that's going in terms of wool, <laughs> this is only Shaykh to the level of Hashem that's called Kalamim. That this is the light that's the world, that is mislabish into the world. And because it's mislabish into the world, there's a tzimtzum on the light. Because there's a tzimtzum on the light, that's why a person's able to comprehend it at every single step of the way according to what he is able to comprehend. Because he's the one that's dictating the relationship. The mechabel is dictating the relationship in this situation. And therefore, he's able to sense it, whether he's talking about a, a person in this world or a, we're talking about a nishama in Gan Eden. And therefore, this light is coming down in a way of level after level after level after level, which is one level, point one to point two, point two to point three, point three to point four. And in fact, that is the normal way of living, that is the right way of living. That is what we. What, we, what we're going to get to at the end of this whole discussion is on the one hand what we're going to see and I'm just projecting forward here is yes the level of avoida that's coming from Gvura like we said at the beginning of the Mimer is a much higher level however the world cannot remain in that level on a constant basis that's the point that we're going to bring to Right? And that's going back to the mushal, the beginning of Renat, that he keeps on bringing here, is that the mushal that, that is brought out from the medrash that Hashem wanted to create the world right, with gvura. Right? And he said that it's like pouring boiling hot water into glasses, and it causes the glasses to shatter. So then it tried it with cold water, but then the cold water is, right, is just going to make them dirty. So therefore, there had to be a, a balance between the two. The same thing here. If we're talking about the etzem inyan of which is going to reach to a higher level both within me and within Hashem, for sure the level of b'chol mi'odecha. But can a person remain on that level day in, day out for 120 years? The answer is obviously no. So what we're saying here is let's, let's continue. That's projecting forward. That's where we're going with this whole thing. But let's just understand the difference here. So however, but in order for a person to be in a state of mahalich, movement. And what we're talking about here is a real movement. There's a real jumping power, right? The balt that could be able to go from place one all the way to the other side in a quantum way. Yeah. Shahuha Achar Ilu Bligvul, this is a level of of elevation. But an elevation in a way of b'leigvuul, b'leigvuul jumping, believable changing. That a person can go from being a person that is involved in all the inyanim of olim and all of a sudden decide that he wants to become a frum Jew. That he wants to become a chassid. That he wants to go to yeshiva. How does a person decide to go to yeshiva? It's not on the regular uh, trajectory of of your normal elementary school, high school, college person something had to be ignited there had to be some sort of catalyst and there had to be some sort of ignition in the person himself to make him make that change that now all of a sudden he becomes a yeshiva bachar that's a quantum leap for most of the bacharim in our yeshiva that's a quantum leap that that's it, it, it was not, if you were to ask that person five years earlier, do you see yourself in yeshiva five years from now, 99% of the Bakram in yeshiva would uh, say absolutely not. He'd more likely see himself on the, on the beaches of Cancun. That's, the uh, you know, who's going for a spring break to, to yeshiva when we can go to Cancun? So he says like this, So this is the level of Ava that now we're talking about an elevation that's coming, not in a way of a step-by-step process, but in a way of jumping, not in a way of Hadraga, not in a way of step, Seder, right? 1 plus 1 is equal to 2, 2 minus 1 is equal to 1, Right? etc., etc., now we're tapping into something completely different we're tapping into the bleak wall. that's the idea we're tapping into something that's completely without a limitation and with this a person's able to, to lift himself up into this level of ratza this level of this drive into the Oreinsov, of the himself, which is way beyond any type of connection to the worlds, right? Like we explained before. And now we come back to our original question. How come we came in, we're coming down into this world? If the soul is in such a way that he's perceiving God in the upper world, in the spiritual realms. So what do I gain from coming down into a physical body, into a nefesh Bahamiis, that I have to push it be here in this world, you know, going after all the shtusim of this world? What do I gain by this whole deal? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It seems like it's totally preposterous. Just hang out in, in the upper worlds. Let me stay in Gan Eden. Let my neshama just, you know, bask in the light of Hashem, so to speak, you know. And that's it. Why do I have to come down into this world to be uh, tested by uh, pizza and basketball? Or for Yosef, pizza and hockey? Right, Yosef? Right? So he says like this, or It's dafka through this. It's dafka through the body. Dafka through the nefesh of That by them concealing, by hiding over the the light of the alva, the nefesh of the keys, that's how a person is able to make this jump. It's only because he's so far away. Because he's far away, that's what causes him to have that energy that he wants to get back to where he needs to be. <speaking in Hebrew> Namely, when he meditates on this fact, now, the essence of how he is very far away from where he needs to be, very far away from the now. That's how a person is able to reach this unbelievable love, that the feeling of love with such a, a fire, with such a power. Right. It talks about, in Hasidic, uh, a love like fire and a love like water. Right. And sometimes it explains the the analogy for a love like water is like a love that a, you know that a, uh, a father has for his mother for his uh, for his sister for his father someone like that it's it's a love that's there but it's it's a love that's a continual love it's like a constant love it's not it's not disappearing it's just it's there and then there's a love that like when you when you miss something, when you don't see that thing, for example, a love like a husband to a wife when, when, when perhaps that the husband goes away and he, and, and, or the wife goes away and then they, they, they're longing for each other, they want to you know, meet up again. That love is not a, a, a calm, consistent love. It's a love of, you know, what is it, what's the phrase in English? You know, the, that distance makes the heart uh, <laughs> feel stronger or something, something like that. I don't remember the exact. Ben, what's the, what's the phrase? Oh, there we go, my Englishman. Right, distance makes the heart grow fonder. That that it's 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 that feeling that I am I'm far away that wants me to come back to what I what you know what I really what I really want, and that feeling of distance is is specifically what enables this. So that's what we're saying here. Good, clear. All right, I think we'll stop here for today, everyone. It's nice to see everyone again Hashem. See a few faces that uh